Welcome to Riff Ram Review, your TCU sports talk home right here on 88.7 KTCU. Here are your hosts, Seth Dowdle, Ian Napetian, and Zion Trammell. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Riff Ram Review here on KTCU The Choice, your choice for college radio. My name's Ian Napetian, and tonight I'm joined alongside Zion Trammell and Seth Dowdle, who is in the other booth with us here tonight it's episode 10 boys how are, how are we doing on this wednesday night doing good i can't believe we are at episode 10 that's crazy yeah. but uh I'm, I'm doing well you know i'm a little sad though that the great month of october is over because you know there's less sports going on now it's going to start dying down a little bit but you know happy that it's november and uh getting ready to listen to mariah carey for the next two months exactly <laughs> a little premature on the mariah carey yeah. there, but you know it's it's whatever yeah it's it's a great time great time to be alive uh november is a good sports month as well uh a packed show it's gonna be a good one yep so folks we have a very special episode on tap for you guys tonight we have a very special guest as well in sedona prince from tc women's basketball she'll be joining us right after this quick uh commercial break here but stay on 88.7 the choice your choice for college radio you're listening to riff ram review meet designated dave Hey, Dave, my main man. What's going on, bro? Dave provides a valuable service to college students. Um, hi. I just got a call from Amber. She said she needs a ride home. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hold on a sec. Amber! Designated Dave is always on call, ready to lend a helping hand to kids who are too impaired to drive safely. Whoa, no Dave! Hey, Amber. Dave, I am so wasted right now. You don't say. Dave doesn't ask for a fare. Dave? Yes, Amber? He doesn't even mind if you Ralph on his upholstery. I love you! That's nice, Amber. But designated Dave can't be everywhere at once. So if you're planning on drinking, be sure to plan ahead. Make sure there's a designated driver with you, or have someone ready to give you a ride. Oh my god, I love this song! This message is brought to you by your friends at KTCU. Welcome back to Riff Ram Review here on 88.7 The Choice, your choice for college radio. My name is Ian Napetian. I'm joined alongside Zion Trammell and Seth Dowdle. And we have a very special guest joining us here tonight in the studio. Welcome, Sedona Prince. Thank you so much for joining us. How is your evening tonight? Going great. Hey, guys. Uh, going really well. Had a few other media day things today, but just excited to talk to you guys and get the season going. Yeah, well, su we're, we're super excited to have you in here. You're our first guest on the show, so that means a lot. And, and again, thank you so much for being here. We know that as an athlete, you're incredibly busy, so carving out some time for us means a lot. And, and I know for you know speaking on behalf of Zion and Seth, we really appreciate you being here tonight. Um, just a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Obviously, you're huge into basketball. A lot of people listening know about you, and just just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah. originally from Austin, went to UT Austin my first year, um, ended up transferring to University of Oregon, uh, stayed there for my undergrad, and then decided to take a leap of faith, get into the WNBA draft, and then all of a sudden, I ended my way up back here in Fort Worth at TCU. So, finishing up my last year here, getting my master's degree um, for the for the Horn Frogs, so I'm super pumped. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, well, again, super glad that. That, that you're here to join us tonight and we'll just jump straight in we've got a lot to go over a lot to talk about with you so I mean just briefly what about TCU kind of made you 
come over here, right? I mean, you started out in Texas, like you said, you transferred to Oregon, and now you're a Horned Frog. What kind of brought you here? What about the program drew you here? Yeah, um, fun fact. So I only went on three um, unofficial visits throughout my high school recruiting process. One was to Washington, one was to UT Austin, um, and I ended up actually committing to UT Austin in the eighth grade. But my last one was TCU. And so I've been a fan of the campus. Um, I've loved it here in Fort Worth for so long. But um, I mean, the deciding factor was when Mark Campbell got the job. He was our assistant coach up in Oregon. Amazing man, just great coach. He just coaches with such like a fairness and um, just like a kind soul he's fair he's he's honest to the players and there's really no one like him and so I was excited for to, to join him for his first year here and kind of get his program started and show the world what I can do in basketball yeah now now you kind of touched on it there right you said that you rescinded your um, your eligibility per se for that WNBA draft mm-hmm. deciding to play for coach Campbell you, for you as a player what do you like most about him I mean obviously you spent a lot of time with him up mm-hmm. in Oregon and, and you're back here what is it like as a player under coach Campbell what do you kind of expect for him to bring to this program? Yeah, um, he just lets everyone play in their own in their own game, right? So I was, you know, kind of put into a box at Oregon, um, you know, get behind the basket or just make passes and, and kind of just used in a in a position that I didn't really feel comfortable in. And Mark just lets me play whatever game I want to play. And so that's shooting threes. Um, he lets me bring the ball to the court, which as a six foot seven center, you don't see a lot of the time. So he's pretty. He just lets us have fun um, with all the players. He lets us, you know, be comfortable, get into our, our sets, and just have fun and play the game. And so you see a lot of smiles this year, um, which is pretty fun. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And so you've been here since March. So a lot of people may not know what happens during the off season. What do you go through? And then what, what have you been up to since you've come to TCU leading up to now? Yeah. Um, so when I first got here, I was not in the best shape. Um, I was living down in San Diego, just like I was training here and there for the WNBA draft, but I just came off of um, a pretty big injury. And so coming here, it's you come in and immediately start training. Um, very hardcore. So, you know, when I first got here, I couldn't really make it down and back without wanting to throw up. Um, and so it was every day getting extra conditioning. Um, um, working with the team, we did tons of weights, like five days of, of weights a, a week. And so that with basketball training, extra stuff, I mean, it's just a constant grind to get your body physically there. Um, but then also, you know, get mentally prepared of I'm going to play basketball for a full, very long season. Um, and for me as well, you know, Mark and I had, had big, long discussions about it that I've never played you know, 35, 40 minutes in a game throughout a season um, ever in my career. And so getting mentally prepared for that to be locked in um, every minute of the game that I'm going to play. So that's something we've been working on um, with him, watching videos, just getting prepped and and trying to make my game as as strong and, and, you know, full as possible. Yeah, and so how do you feel now currently health-wise and all that? Oh, man, a, a full 360. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I can play, you know, I'm, I'm in the best shape of my life. Um, physically, mentally, just emotionally, I'm in such a great place. And, and that's a testament to our, our trainers and our, our team, but also, you know, all the hard work I've been putting in. But, um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I can dunk again. I'm feeling good. I'm just, I'm just ready to play. Yeah. Y'all went to Costa Rica, I yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Uh, dude, it was fun. It was a blast. We got to play some, some pro players. We brought down six players that we played um, in three different games and just got to beat up on them. Um, there wasn't a lot of defense. It was almost like an all-star kind of game, um, <laughs> which we had to work on. But, yeah, it was really fun. Then um, we got, like, four days of vacation down in Costa Rica, which isn't isn't the worst place to, to hang out with the team. No. So we went uh, horseback riding in the rainforest, Sweet. saw some monkeys. Dude, it was, it was sick. 
monkeys. Yeah, a lot of monkeys. <laughs> now, I, I've never been to Costa, to, to, to Costa Rica, but it seems like an awesome place. Have have, have y'all been there? Mm-hmm. Seth, have you been to Costa Rica yet? No, but I want to see monkeys. Yeah, you want to see monkeys? Yeah, yeah. No, me too. Me too. <laughs> There's now, a zoo that I can always, I can always see the ones at the zoo down the street. I know. <laughs> Talking about zoos, have you been to the Fort Worth Zoo? Here? I have not. No, I've wanted to okay. go. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, it's go. ranked the number one zoo by some magazine. It says on the billboard of yeah. University. Nice. Fort, Fort Worth magazine? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, something Probably. like that. Exactly. So, I mean, just, just curious. I mean, you were talking about the off-season work, right, coming back from the injury. What is that process like? I mean, going through an injury is really tough. And for you, it was it was for your right elbow, if I'm not mistaken? Left elbow, oh, yeah. left elbow. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is that kind of like, whether it's the mental aspect or not being able to shoot around? And, mm-hmm. and I mean, how do you kind of get around that hump? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it's a full, like, physical, mental grind, right? So a lot of people just, like, think about the physical aspect of it, of training and, and physical therapy and wh- whatever it might take to get your body back in shape for basketball. But the whole mental side of it is just, is that, that's the key. Um, and so I'm lucky enough to have, lucky, is a, you know, to have been through a, um, a massive leg injury, but to have recovered from that fully and, and gone through that. It was a two-year-long process, and so I knew what it took to get back and, and how difficult it would be. And so with this, I just treated it like I was a pro. Um, everything I did from my eating habits to my training to how I, you know, went to sleep, everything was was a full, you know, focus on getting my elbow back to better than it was before. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that you guys are less than a week away from the first game of the season, what does the day-to-day kind of look like in this preseason point, trying to get ready for, for the games, whether it's you just – going around campus, you know, doing something on your own. What does that day-to-day look like for Sedona Prince? Right. Um, I mean, still lots of training. we got to stay in shape. Um, so, for instance, today we um, – yeah, we <laughs> – lots lots of sleep. Um, but we have a practice. Um, we'll go through – you know, we're keeping it light right now. We just want to, you know, stay away from injuries or anything that's unnecessary. But we'll play um, – we also have a WNBA player right now, Ruthie Hebert, as our uh, GA. And so she's here the training with me, beating me up in practice, which is super awesome. Like, uh, get a lot of good reps against her. Um, and then we have weights. Uh, for instance, today we had extra conditioning. So just keeping our bodies like at that physical shape and maintaining it that we need for the season. Um, and then come home and sleep. Uh, if you're you know, one of my close friends, you know that I nap a lot, um, like up to like four to six hours a day, oh. just because, yeah, long naps, um, just to like make sure my body is just resting and getting that, that care that it needs. Um, because you see these pro players like LeBron James, he gets 12 hours of sleep a night. And that's, you know, there's a, there's a difference in between college and pro players. And that's, that's the biggest one. Um, and so just resting my body and making sure that I'm that I'm ready to go and, and rested enough for the season. So you're saying that for people that aspire to be professional sleepers, that mm-hmm. the first step to that is become a professional or just become a collegiate athlete. Yep, yep, that's, okay. that's exactly right. Gotcha. All right, yeah. this is cool. Yep, I, I, I honestly, I think we're all lacking our sleep here. But but now, now kind of transitioning, looking ahead again to your guys' first game against Oral Roberts on November 6th here at the Schulmeyer. What are your expectations, not just for yourself, but also of this team? I mean, there's a lot of new transfers, obviously a new coach. Are there going to be some growing pains in that? What are your kind of expectations early on? Yeah, I mean, you look at our team, and it's it's kind of just like a ragtag group of girls um, and coaching staff. You know, you've coaching staff first year, um, you know, a, a bunch of girls that, let's you know, uh, Maddie Connor from Arizona, she averaged about three minutes playing for that team. Um, Jade Owens, she had a, a, a pretty good career at Baylor, but not what she expected and not what she could have done. Uh, my career was, you know, in my opinion, pretty mediocre at Oregon, uh, basketball-wise. And so, and, and, you know, you can go on the list. 
list of all our players, just okay careers, but not what they wanted to be and not what they could have done. And so it's a, it's a pretty fun group of girls that are like the underdogs of just coming together and being like, we're going to show the world who we are, um, including Mark. And it's, you know, that underdog mentality of like, you know, count us last. We got ranked number nine in preseason. And so we're like, yes, like, you know, we're all like laughing about it and like, yeah, good. Put us lower. Um, we love it. And so it's motivation for us and, and we're just excited, man. It's, it's going to be a fun team. A lot of smiles on the court, like I said, but we're going to be a, we're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, well, well, we're we're definitely looking forward to 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 the season. Really looking forward to seeing you actually getting out there on the court and seeing you play. But when we come back, we've still got a lot of time left here with Sedona Prince. So stick here on eighty-eight point seven. The choice you're listening to Riff Ram Review. Everyone is talking about healthcare these days. America spends twice that of other developed countries on our healthcare system. Yet our health ranks near the bottom. How can we stop spending so much and getting so little? Shifting to a system based on primary care can help fix the problem. Patients with a primary care doctor live longer, healthier lives and are less likely to suffer from cancer, heart disease, or stroke. Primary care that is comprehensive and coordinated also saves money. Patients who have a primary care doctor spend 30% less on health care than patients who don't. States with a high number of primary care doctors have lower health care costs and higher quality care. Primary care can help make America healthy again. To learn more about the benefits of primary care, visit www.healthisprimary.org. This message is brought to you by America's Family Physicians. Welcome back, everybody, to Riff Ram Review here on KTCU, the choice, your choice for college radio. I'm Ina Pishin, and tonight I'm here alongside Zion Trammell, Seth Dowdle, and the wonderful Sedona Prince. Sedona, again, thank you so much for being here. Um, for those, if you guys are just joining, we are here tonight with a special episode with Sedona Prince. She's been kind enough to, get to, to give us some time here this Wednesday evening to talk to us about the upcoming TCU women's basketball season. So, again, thank you so much for being here. Um, now kind of... Shifting gears a little bit, I want to go back and talk about your time up in Oregon, specifically 2021, picturing the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. You that's that's probably one of the biggest turning points, maybe that the public has seen from in terms of you. Mm-hmm. What was that whole experience during that tournament? I mean, you you really brought to light the disparities between the men's yeah. and women's tournaments. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we um, you know we get to the tournaments, these this weight room and stuff, and. You know, everybody saw this video, but doesn't really know like the backstory behind it. I wasn't going to post it at first, and um, I put I made two videos, one before practice, one after. And the one I made before practice, I was angry and just like, you know, just upset at the, at the situation, like everyone else was. And I like, you know, sat on it. I was like, I'm gonna put my phone away. Made a second video right when we were leaving practice, and like actually at the end of that video that I made, I was kind of being rushed out. My, you know, my my coaches were like, let's go, let's go. Um, but yeah, I just ended up throwing it up. I was like, forget it. You know, like hopefully it'll just get some attention, catch some people's eyes. Um, and it was doing mediocre on TikTok, decided to put it up on Twitter, went to sleep, woke up the next morning, um, and it had over 100,000 retweets. Stephen Curry had, had quote tweeted it. Um, like MSNBC reached out, BBC um, radio, and I was like, oh boy, like I, I did something kind of crazy. I was like, yeah. uh-oh. Um, but yeah, from there, I was like, you know, just the, the the attention that it received, I was like, wow, like people actually care about women's sports. You know, like that was the first time that I think a lot of us within our, you know, sports 
and stuff and with our, our teams, we realized like, oh, wow, like we have voices, we care, people care um, and that they couldn't get away with it anymore with treating us less than. Um, so it was a really cool experience for me. Um, you know, it wasn't about me. I got to make a video and, and hopefully shed light into something that was going on for a long time and has been an issue in women's sports for forever. But it was just cool that I got to, you know, my platform got to be used and, and utilized to do that. And so it was it was a blast. Yeah. So so what was that kind of switch from that experience of the, the day before the video, the day of, and then the day after, what was that like? <laughs> yeah. um, so it was also my first tournament ever to play, like ever NCAA tournament. Um, it was my first year of college basketball. And so for me, like nobody had really noticed me throughout the season. Um, I had a, a pretty big TikTok following about 500,000 followers before I made that video. But, you know, before that, I was excited, nervous about the tournament, of course. And then video gets posted next day, all of a sudden, all eyes are on our team. All eyes are on me. How I'm going to do? Now I'm like, okay, now I got to back it up. Um, and so we went into a game um, against, I don't know, I think it was North Dakota State or, or yep. one of the teams, um, a mid-major team. And I was, remember like before the game, I was talking to my trainers and my coach and I was like, I'm going to throw up. I'm nervous. I kept running back and forth between warmups um, to like go to the bathroom. And I was like, I'm going to be sick. Um, but I made it through and then we ended up playing Georgia. I made it to Sweet 16, but that was a lot of pressure on me, not just from like, you know, my first tournament being played, but just like, you know, thousands and thousands of people um, watching me. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. So you mentioned Steph Curry, like quote tweeted you and did you, did any other athletes or anyone like reach out to you after that and offer any advice? or support or whatnot? Yeah, tons. I mean, um, I, I became close with Megan Rapino um, and a lot of like her circle, um, Sue Bird, Dana Trossi, and I'm like, I'm lucky to have the same agent as, as a lot of these players, Brittany Griner um, as well. And so a lot of these like, you know, professional athletes reached out and they're like, hey, so proud of you. Um, this is awesome that, you know, a college kid can use their voice like this. And that was just like you know, inspiring enough for me to be like, wow, like I am making not only a change in college sports, but also professional sports and the whole, you know, as the whole world of, of women Women's, women's athletes. So it was really cool for me. Yeah. And so now you have, I believe, 2.7 million followers on TikTok. So does that pressure still like get to you? How does that impact you now today with that social media, you know, with all that following? Mm -hmm. on? Um, yeah. I mean, it, it used to a lot. Like when I was at Oregon, it, it kind of just became like, it's very hard to, to separate yourself from that. Right. And like, especially your athlete, um, athletics. And so it was a long journey for me to be like, who am I as a human being? Sonora Prince, um, as an athlete, Sonora Prince, and then also as a TikToker or as, you know, a social media person, um, person, persona. And so that was a, a challenge and a journey. I've learned a lot from it. Um, but yeah, the pressure gets to me, you know, I'm a little bit nervous still for the season and just want to show out and, and a lot of people are going to be watching and I'm nervous, you know, to go play in away games and hear the student sections and, you know, they're always uh, the craziest at ASU and, and all these different schools, but, um, but I'm excited. So it'll be fun. Yeah. What, what is some of your, like, your favorite content to put out on TikTok? Like, what are some, what are your favorite kind of videos to make? Um, oh man, I love just like showing the like the life of a student athlete. You know, yeah. I, th I feel like there's a big divide between fans and, and college athletes. They don't really get to see the day to day. Um, so that's what I kind of fell in love with is just bringing fans along the journey. And so I just posted. Um, actually, I just posted like a TCU gear haul that went pretty viral. Yeah. Um, a lot of like students on campus saw it and stuff. But um, but yeah, just like bringing like people along and saying this is you know what it's like at the season, um, throughout postseason, the the ups and downs when you know what to eat and, and all this stuff and how to take care of your body that a lot of fans don't get to see 
Yeah, it definitely gives you a more personal look at these student athletes. And I think that's that's a cool thing about social media is, you know, you, you get that opportunity to see that. Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I saw that. That hall was crazy. Y'all got a lot of stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is pretty cool. We get a lot of stuff, more stuff here than we do oh. at Oregon, more gear. Interesting. Yeah, but we get like more shoes, more player shoes, player oh. edition Jordans at Oregon, but way more gear here, that which I did not expect. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what's your favorite shoe, though? Like, what was your go-to shoe? Go-to shoe right now, um, I'm rocking I've got the Sabrinas. Um, they're pretty mm -hmm. good, pretty comfy, but I'm going with LeBron's. The, the new oh, ones yeah. you just dropped are insane. They're so comfy. They're just nice. The, the icy white ones, oh. They're, they're insane. Yeah. yeah. Shoes are not my specialty. This is like, these are, this is all going over my head right now. I have no, I, have no, I, I wear regular just running shoes and then hey. my, my mom's like, good job. You did it. You dressed yourself. Uh, going kind of back to, you know, talking about the NCAA and stuff like that, you know, what kind of strides and improvements do you think that you've seen uh, uh, the NCAA make in women's sports in, right now? Oh, man, um, equality, which which is something that is crazy that we still have to fight for. But now it's the thing of, like, they can't get away with it, like I said. Um, the, the NCAA and other organizations know that if they don't give us, uh, you know, what's equal to our counterparts, um, then we're going to call them out and we're going to get a lot of attention. And I think that was the first time in, in any kind of, like, you know, social media setting where we saw that, where it was like, oh, you know, no, we're not just complaining about it, but people are complaining with us and, and pushing back against it. And so hopefully in the future, like, you know, if any of, of these uh, inequalities come up or are we face anything like this, that it won't be allowed anymore. Yeah. Now as a player, right. I mean, I, I feel like at least as fans, there's a lot of things that maybe fans would want to see to, you know, where, where the NCAA could continue to, to make strides. But as a player, where do you feel that Look, there are still disparities in X, Y, and Z. Where do you want to see the next kind of movement go into? Yeah, um, I mean, we see we're seeing a lot of like you know more attention towards women's basketball because people want to watch it because it's so entertaining. But for me, it's just like more coverage, right? Like I still get texts from my family, friends of like, "Hey, what link can we watch your games at?" And they have to sign up on their emails and like you know a new email every week to get that seven day free trial. And it's like, why why is this still a thing? Why can't we just like have you know coverage for all of our games? Um, um, because people want to watch like the, the, the people want to see us play and, and the, the need is there. Um, but just having these big news outlets like, you know, ESPN or all these different these um, companies just like cover it because it, the need is there now. Yeah. So you mentioned like the need is there. What did you make of last year with Iowa and Caitlin Clark <laughs> and, and that championship game against LSU? Because a lot of people tuned into that. So what what was that like for you watching it? Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, you know, like on, on Twitter going afterwards and seeing like all the memes and just like people, people just love it. Um, it's the stories around it of they've been playing all year and having this rivalry and then now they're in the national championship with the best player in the country undoubtedly versus, you know, powerhouse LSU with, with Kim Mulkey. And so that was so awesome. Just like the storyline of it all um, is what, people you know, people love to see in women's sports of, of who we're watching, not just like on court, but also like who, who are these kids? What are their backstories? Where have they been? Who are these people? And so that was awesome. It was really cool. It was fun, fun for me to watch. Yeah. yeah. All right, Seth. It's time to pivot to our final segment. Yeah, we got some uh, rapid fire here. It's Seth's rapid fire corner. <laughs> All right, I have ten or so rapid fire questions. They are not rapid for me. I can take however long I want to ask these questions. <laughs> rapid for you. Okay. So just a answer them. The first thing that comes to your head. All right. Favorite superhero? Uh, Sp Spider-Man. Valid. Favorite sport other than basketball? Swimming. Rank your top five favorite restaurants. 
Ooh, five? That's a rapid fire question. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's that's that might take some time. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll, we'll go BJ's, um, Subway. Uh, I'm just taking thinking of restaurants now. Um, uh, <laughs> um, help me out here. Uh, what do we got? Canes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chick-fil-A. 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 Oh, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Chick-fil-A. Uh, last one is, Ken- oh, I always say Ken's. Whataburger. There you go. go. All, right. All right. If you were stuck in the woods for approximately 10 to 15 hours with no communication <laughs> to the outside world, how would you survive? <laughs> um, I would find shelter, hunker down, uh, be safe, know my surroundings, find some water and, and food, and make sure that I have all my supplies ready for nighttime. Okay. Have you ever been to Sedona, Arizona? I have. My parents got married there. Have, oh. Did you? Oh. Is that yeah. why? Yeah. That is why they named me. They met in San nice. Diego, so my brother's name is... Diego? Diego. That's yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. That's, yeah. that's, that's uh, good. That. Yeah. That's have you been cool. to the uh, the uh, the Blue McDonald's? I have been to the Blue McDonald's. Yeah, we went okay. twice in one day. No yes. way. Yeah. I was so excited to ask this question. They know. I was <laughs> yeah. so excited to ask yeah. about the Blue yeah. McDonald's. We it's actually just... went. I went, um, I went on a road trip from Oregon to... Texas and I, I went. Oh, yeah, Let's go. Yeah, Let's go. All right. Favorite planet. Favorite planet. Other than Earth. Mm, uh, Saturn. Favorite artist. It could be musical. It could be painting. It could be. <laughs> it, it could be whatever. Uh, we're going musical with Tame Impala. All right. Oh yes. Yeah. I like, that's good. And groovy vibes. Yeah. What is your most meaningful tattoo? Oof. Um, probably all the ones I did on my legs myself. Uh, people love those, but um, I have one that's like a, a rose, and it just means a lot to my family. Okay. What's your next tattoo, you think? Oof. Um, I'm getting left arm sleeved out, hopefully over the big scar that I have on my elbow. All right. Final question. Who wins in a race? Bevo, the duck, or Super Frog? Um, <laughs> I feel like Bevo would just try to kill the other mascots first. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, oh, I want to go Super Frog, but he's, he's thinking. Are we talking about, like, Horn Frog, like the little one, or? It could be. Uh, uh, our no, actual the, mascot? The, the, the mascot Super Frog. Okay, not a Horn yeah. Frog, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say not, there's not the little tiny a yeah. while. Um, I'm going Super Frog, man. Come on, go Frogs. Yeah. Awesome. That, that's what we like to hear. Thank yeah. you so much for joining yeah. us here in the I think Super Frog would lose the push-up battle with the, with the duck. With yes. The, yes. Yeah, he's yeah. insane. He does, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, he's nuts. Yeah. No, there's a video from, what, maybe it was, like, two weekends ago of of Oregon being on ESPN Game Day of the Duck doing some some yeah. questionable stuff on that little stage. Yeah, yeah, I see him lose his head on to yeah, yeah for the oh, Deion Sanders yeah, bit. Yeah, that's oh yeah, that, instant karma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Super Frog does some wild stuff too, though. I think you'll learn. Yeah, that, like he he uh, yeah. I mean, at football games, he's just a crazy dude. Yeah, he is. He is. And there's also like a smaller Super Frog who's actually not affiliated with TCU. It's like a, it's like a little kid that dresses up in a super frog outfit. Looks like the exact same just a kid's size, but everyone thinks he's related to TCU, but he's not. So he sometimes gets on the field, sometimes he's in the student section. I'm just like, man, this this, this little guy's everywhere. Yeah. It's awesome. But yeah, so Sedona, thank you so much for for joining us tonight. Um, you know, we we again, we really appreciate having you on. Um, tell our listeners where they can reach you on social media platforms, just just briefly. Yeah, uh, just Sedona period underscore on Instagram, uh, Sedona on TikTok with three R's. Um, just look up Sedona Prince, and and you know, you'll find me. Awesome. And then you're currently you're trying to put together a little production of your own. Talk to us about that with with you know doing some stuff with some some students on campus. Yeah, I'd love to like build a team of students. Um, just want to help each other out. Um, TCU has so many great you know smart kids that are going places, and so getting some uh, videographers that that are going to work and, and just try to get as much coverage for our team as possible throughout the season, um, throughout our journeys, kind of make like maybe a mini documentary series um, about this season because it's gonna be really special. Yeah. 
Well, Sedona, thank you so much for joining us. We'd love to have you on sometime in the future. And seriously, all the best for this season. It starts on November 6th. That is next Monday when the TCU women's basketball team takes on Oral Roberts in game one of the 2023-2024 season. So be sure to tune in there on ESPN+. Plus. But for Seth Dowdle, Zion Trammell, Sedona Prince, and myself, Ian Apichin, thank you so much for tuning in to this special edition of Riff Ram Review here with Sedona Prince.